and welcome back to week 11 of Wasted Local Fantasy Football. Maybe... Well, technically it's week 12. Well, you know, it was week 11 for the footballs, so... It was. So it's going to be our week 11, but 12... You know what, Ryan? Stop being smarter than me, all right? I will never. (laughs) You're not wrong there. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, welcome back. We appreciate you guys returning yet again. Daniel is on a long Thanksgiving journey back to his home state of West Virginia, so I have agreed to take the reins on this one yet again, and Ryan... I uh, was a great co-host last time, always a great co-host, and I appreciate you joining me yet again, good sir. Of course, thanks for having me. I like talking foosball. Foosball. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it was a week of ups and downs, a week of close games, a week of some not-so-close games, and some... Uh, it was a week of something, let me tell you what. So I, I've never been in a league before where it's been so close with so many different teams because like there's there's like the top couple teams and then everyone else is like right there sandwiched mm-hmm. and this week really didn't break anyone away from the pack either it's still anyone's game so there may be some finagling we could do to like look at like the in-depth matchups and to see who potentially would be eliminated but as of this moment according to what i'm seeing Josh is still the only one that's statistically eliminated. That's what I was gonna say. I'm pretty sure Josh is the only one who's like legit out right now. So um, we'll get into not to give anything away. So we'll get into the matchups this week. We're just gonna go down the um, as I have them on here. Um, we'll start with uh, mine and Daniel's game because okay. uh, it's the top of my list. <laughs> so uh, I went into this week facing Daniel. Um, and the projections were slightly tilted in Daniel's favor, but only by like a point. Um, Daniel, let's just say this. Daniel had Joe Burrow as a starting quarterback, and Joe Burrow went out early in the game with a modest 11 points at QB. And I got to say, when that happened, as much as I didn't like to see Joe Burrow get hurt because, you know, he's just getting into his fantasy groove and real groove, like his, his rookie year. And he was out for the rest of the year. So that was a big oof on Daniel, big oof on his team. And um, honestly, I could, I would say that probably influenced the outcome of this game. Um, I mean, you both had kind of big oofs with your quarterbacks this week. Yeah, but my big oof is just that I played Matt Ryan. He just did really freaking bad. Two interceptions. I mean, your, your other option was Tua, and he only got 7.3 points. <laughs> so either way... Yeah, Matt, Matt Ryan got me five points. So kind of the rundown here, Daniel had you know a great showing with his you know, running back core. Um, Dalvin Cook getting him 22 points. Aaron Jones with 15. Um, Daniel had a zero on his team with the tight end um, with Hayden Hurst. However, again, Hayden Hurst playing for Atlanta. Atlanta had a really bad showing. Julio Jones only had four and a half points for me. Matt Ryan only had five and a half points. So it was just a really dismal showing by everyone. I I had Todd Gurley on my bench, and he got me three points. Thank goodness I opted for that. Uh, Saints defense showed up clutch and stopped them. So that didn't do me or Daniel any favors. Um, And Daniel had his wide receiver core get him decent points. You know they underscored their projections for the most part. um, You know with twelve and thirteen points, and my wide receivers were able to balance those out because Keenan Allen came in clutch at twenty-seven points. And both of our defenses did great, a 10 and a 13 showing. 
Um, so all in all, if Joe Burrow had not have went out injured, I am confident Daniel would have won this. Yeah, I, um, I agree. I even with Hayden Hurst getting zero points, if Joe Burrow hadn't got injured, Daniel would have Daniel would have swept this one. Yep. But because he did, I took the lead and came out victorious, 106.78 to 97.02. A win that Daniel didn't, I don't want to say Daniel, he obviously needed the win to, you know, secure his spot, but now he is in the top of the runners because he's now back into that, grouped into that position with everyone else who's fighting for that spot. Um, but he's at the top of that because he has more points than most of everyone else. So um, Dana really needs the next couple of games to come in for him with that mm-hmm. loss. And with and with the win, I have secured a playoff spot. There you so. go. I, I will say Daniel has the opportunity here to definitely <clears throat> come back and secure a spot because looking at his bench, I feel like he played a couple wrong players this week. Um Obviously, he's got his his New Orleans defense got 17 points on his bench, and then Tom Brady is just always kind of up in the air. Like it would have helped him either way on quarterback because Tom Brady only got 12.6 points. Yeah, um, but Jonu Smith got 10 points at tight end. You know, so it's I'm just not, I'm not sure what the play was there. I would have played Jonu Smith any day over Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst just doesn't hasn't had a strong showing this year. So I'm not really I mean, sure. Yeah, Daniel's got Daniel's got opportunities he just has to play him right yeah and i mean he he played the matchups a little too strongly i think like he played the chargers against the jets uh, which was a great start throughout the entire game but once the Chargers started to pull away as the chargers typically do they start to lose in the end game and they put up almost 28 points on him forcing daniel's defense down to only 10 points and keep in mind that's 10 points including a pick six so that that allowed them did right at the beginning of the game uh they did it they had an interception or they fumbled the ball or something like that and then at the the next play uh Joe Flacco with the Jets at on like the 5 yard line on the their 5 yard line threw the ball it was intercepted and walked in for a touchdown so like <laughs> it, that that got Daniel 6 7 points right there you know Mm-hmm. So interception plus a touchdown, that's actually eight points for the defense. So not a strong showing by his defense other than that. But he should have stuck with the Saints defense, you know, because that would have that would have also won him the game had he played the Saints defense. It, yeah, because that, so, that would have put him just barely over top of you. Yep. So anyway, so. that was that was that game. Solid, solid performance. Uh, I was disappointed in my team because if I just – I've, I struggle right there at that like 90 to 110 mark for my team. And in the beginning, I was scoring 130 to 150. So it's just because I, my, I always struggle at quarterback. Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Always my, always my struggles. I feel, like, I, feel, I feel like a lot of us are struggling with quarterback right now. I mean, Daniel, obviously, Joe Burrow's out, injured, and he's got Tom Brady as his backup. And Tom Brady, again, like I said, is unreliable at some times. Yeah. You're struggling quarterback. I'm struggling with quarterback because Drew Brees went out last week, and mm-hmm. I traded you for Roethlisberger, and I mean he did fine for me. Um, I'm not complaining about Roethlisberger, but uh, he's now my only quarterback I've got. Well, we got two so, weeks left, and they're going to keep keep being strong. I think Steelers are going to keep being pretty good. So I, I think it's yeah. a pretty good end of the year run for you. So. It is. I, I, I'm. <laughs> 
pretty positive though. I'm not making playoffs. I'm just at this point, like I said last time I was on, I'm pretty sure I'm just making the best I can for the consolation bracket right now. Hey, consolation bracket, no joke. First round draft picks are big. So, um, all right. So there's there's that that game. Me over Daniel. Suck at Daniel. Um, and the only reason I'm saying suck at Daniel is I'm not trying to brag, but I told Daniel three weeks in a row he's bet against me during the the predictions. He really and, has. He's picked opposite of you every time. And I have won every game that he has not picked me. So get wrecked, Daniel. Continue to pick me so I continue to win. So we are pick against me so I continue to yeah. win. So we will jump down the line here. This one, no one's real all that surprised about. We had Jay Jacobs, Jingle, Heimer, Schmidt, Nathan versus Not Stoked, a.k.a. Big Booty Cheeks, Josh. Um, There's been a few name changes. Yes, there has. Um, it's That one by far was my favorite one, though, because if you know Josh, like we talked about last week, I, I could just hear him saying that. Like I, I saw <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I saw it, and I laughed. I, it was so good. Um, so just as we all predicted, everyone came out and just had a, uh, this, it wasn't even close and no one knew it was going to, everyone knew it was going to be like this. You know, Josh was scraping the bottom of the waivers because Joe Mixon got put on IR, which means he is done for the fantasy year, Mm -hmm. which is a big oof. That was, you know, Josh's first round draft pick being Lamar Jackson and his second pick being Joe Mixon just an absolute crapshoot for him and honestly that's probably what lost him the year you know because Lamar Jackson last year was putting up 30 to 40 points a game and this year he's scraping the barrel at anywhere from like 12 to 25 so welcome to the QB struggles with your first round draft pick that totally sucks um why did I not realize till just now that Josh drafted Lamar Jackson first round I mean, to be fair though if I, I, I knew this would be the case everyone had a full year footage on him being really really good so they mm-hmm. he wasn't going to be as good they were defenses was going to know how to play that um but statistically he was up there to be taken in the first 15 or 20 yeah because of he was a running qb he had tons of rushing touchdowns his passing game was you know weak but you get less points for passing passing than you do for rushing anyway so i mean statistically it's speaking a, it's a fair pick yeah I just I don't know why I was even at the draft watching the draft and I didn't realize he picked a quarterback <laughs> for his first round draft pick. Yeah, I guess it wasn't smart. My, well, my education of football though has drastically improved over the season. I did not. So, I said that didn't I? I said fantasy yeah. changes what you know about football. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so Josh's team just you know he has his running back core is JD McKissick and Salvin Ahmed, the backup running back for Miami. So I mean. It's just not a great showing. Juju Smith-Schuster actually got a little banged up during the game, so he sat a little bit. But even while he was out there, he didn't have a fantastic showing. But they didn't need it, you know. They they stuck to the run game because they were up twenty-seven to three on Jacksonville, mm-hmm. so that that hurt him. Um, tight ends tough this year. One point for Josh, and the rest of his team. His literally his second highest scoring player was his kicker, which yeah, looks- I was gonna say his kicker did really well for him. Yeah, so 14 points. But if you look on the opposite side now, Dan, Nathan's kicker, the best kicker in the league, got him negative one points, which is oof for Matt Prater. <laughs> Big oof. Matt Prater getting one <coughs> negative one points is almost unheard of, but they got their dicks kicked in by Carolina, 20 to zero. So that that sucks for Nathan. Um, but Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 
cut lost and he got one point from that defense aaron Rodgers strong showing of 21 points considering they were playing the indiana defense the best defense in the league um then we also had ezekiel elliott who came back nathan this is his first week with the trade with ezekiel elliott and michael thomas and michael thomas and both of them came in clutch with a combined total of 33 points between the two which is more than any of any one of those players had done for me in the last six weeks in fantasy so it was just a good week for nathan's team to play josh because all in all he would have lost to a lot of a lot of the league had he played them so um nathan nathan takes it a much needed win to stay in playoff contention 104.1 to 74.04 josh being pushed Again, officially eliminated from playoff contention. And at this point, I do believe he is officially eliminated from consolation bracket winning as well. He's out just completely. So he will still play somebody, but they will not well, yeah. be. They will not. There are two teams that will play. There'll be four teams in the playoffs, four teams that will compete for consolation bracket, and then two teams that will play just because, you know, they're involved <laughs> yeah participation trophy participation trophy <laughs> so again that pushes nathan in up into the upper end of the still fighting category so um let's move on to your game all right so okay. moving into this week <laughs> I'm, I'm sure many of you saw if you follow us on facebook <coughs> there were high high hopes uh for the mayor of td city ryan himself to clutch this victory against Roger. If ever need if there was ever needed to be a win, it was this one that you needed to stay relevant and you're not out yet, but it's your hope is but dwindling. It, and you had yeah. the, you have the toughest schedule, I think, you know, of the the closeout oh. year. Oh yeah, cuz I play who do I play next week? I, I play think you said Josiah potentially. I play Nathan next week then I end up my season with Brittany. Yeah, so you're playing so you know, the the top two of the top tier players or teams and then also one of the more tough opponents left and still the, fighting yeah so it's it's not looking good for you but again you're not out you do just need the right things to happen but exactly in, in this showing unfortunately we we all banded together we all made a motivational video which if you which have was, not if you've not seen the video, go on the Wasted Local Talent Facebook. It's posted there saying that we all have hopes for Ryan or something like that. And it was hella motivational. I'll give you that. <laughs> and I will tell you, it worked up until, you know, late Sunday night. It did. So it, this is what killed him. You know, we went into the, the game. They were relatively tied up. Um, and you still had Ronald Jones to play. Um, and there was someone else you had to play too Sunday Sunday night and then the Monday night game. However, the Sunday night game is what really killed you because mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill both scored over 20 points, and that pretty much sealed your fate. Um, and unfortunately, even with a you know a good showing from Devonte Adams, you know, in a really good showing from you know Kalen Balage for being a, a last minute backup pickup, 10 points, yeah. like it was just a good run. But the Miami defense killed you. Um, with negative one points, that should have been like a 10-point play. You know, so that would have pushed you up to 98 if Randy Bullock scored. Randy Bullock, he missed two of his field goal attempts and missed one of the extra point attempts. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, if Marvin Jones Jr. would have done his normal, like, 
and there's really no one on the on the bench you could have like if you would have played Jonathan Taylor instead of Ronald Jones you know that would have put you up another 11 points you know, so there, but they still wouldn't have done it for me yeah it's there wasn't anything you could have done to win this game with the players you had and the performances they had however I mean it it still would have been nice to have those points every point's going to matter at this point if you could win out so exactly I will say Dallas Goddard did pretty well for me he got me 16 points so he's coming back in and coming back strong after being out for so long yeah like Um, I said every point counts so and yeah and then of course I I chose Jones over Fournette Fournette got nine points on my bench and then Butker got five I should have played him over Bullock but again even playing those players like if I switched out Ronald Jones for Jonathan Taylor and put in Butker over Bullock it still wouldn't have done enough to get me to beat Roger because Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey really they sealed my fate there they came out strong and because you know like after Thursday night's game with Arizona and Seattle Kyler Murray and uh DeAndre Hopkins only had a combined what what is that like 27 points Mm -hmm. so I had a solid chance going into Sunday night's games Oh, yeah, and even the and 1 then, o'clock games with Alvin Kamara and James Robinson only combining to get 20 points, like, yeah. it was, like, written in the stars for you to win this game, and then you must have done something to piss off the fantasy gods because they, I must they just pooed all over you the rest of the week. So, But, but nonetheless, Roger emerged victorious at 123.12 to 89.08, putting Roger at 10-1 and one and pushing... Ryan down to four and seven. You hate to see it. You really do. You do hate to see it. And mostly just because it's Roger. If I was losing anyone else in the league, it'd be like, you know what? It's okay. Yeah. Other than maybe Daniel. Yeah. But. <laughs> and honestly, though, like every single person, if everyone else needed you to lose this game. As much as everyone wanted you to win, everyone needed you to lose because it hurts them more to have you at the same level than they are. Than, oh, Rod, I know. than Roger, who's already sealed his fate, just getting another tick. Like, it, do, it doesn't matter at all. So, uh, jumping on over to uh, another matchup everyone is going to be watching pretty closely. I'm a librarian Bonner versus unsolicited Chubb picks. So, we all were kind of hoping that Brittany would pull off this win here. Uh, and Josiah needed this win to stay relevant. Uh, Josiah scraping the barrel with Cam Newton off of waivers um he had a strong showing you know just uh, with cam newton 19.2 derrick henry finally uh bounced back with almost 20 points um josiah doing a little bit of a, a hefty cheating situation a lot of people did not like this starting Taysom hill even though it was a qb in the tight end spot um at 24.42 points a little bit of a uh, little bit of controversy there uh, strong wide receiver core showing with Devonta, Deontay Johnson, Justin Jefferson, and Nick Chubb. Um, and the Steelers defense coming in at 16 points. And so Josiah just had a, a solid, solid week. Um, mm-hmm. However, Brittany's team, you know, McCaffrey still being out with that shoulder injury. Chris Carson still being out with his foot. I mean, it's – I don't know if it's foot. Actually, it might be ankle. But uh, Bill's defense on a bye. John Brown on a bye. Higgins had a rough week just because Joe Burrow was out. So any any wide receiver there is going to struggle. And Wayne, Gall- Wayne Gallman, who's been great for her on a bye, she just didn't have the people to play. She literally went to the waivers and scraped up three players 
to get to yeah, play. Yeah, I was going to say, she, her, her bench got her a combined eight points, so really it wouldn't have made much of a difference. Yeah, it was it was just a dismal showing, unfortunately, because she picked up Adrian Peterson and Malcolm Brown to fill those spots, and they got her combined five points, and that's a big oof. So yeah, um, it just it was a tough loss, and unfortunately, Josiah jumped ahead one forty one point five two to ninety one point two two. But if you're gonna lose, you might as well lose to someone who scored one hundred and fifty points. So oh yeah, it Josiah been- had a good week. It would have been really tough. However, like I said, if she had McCaffrey and Carson coming in, doing normal showings at 25 points apiece, right there, boom, she would have won. That, oh, yeah. that would have put her up there at the same amount of points that Josiah had. So it was a, uh, it was tough. It was tough. So you hate to see that. But Josiah, again, stays right there in that five and six range. So <laughs> plug it on ahead. All right, now, game of the week as far as closeness goes here. Uh and this is not again was another tough one. Two teams going in here uh, with the same record of four and six. This was Poppet and Locket Linden versus the Fresh Prince of Hell Air Bruce. This was right down to the wire, right down to the Monday night game. Um, we were watching <laughs> this one pretty closely again. Like I just said, tied still in the running. Um, for playoff contention both of these guys even after this game but one of them is slightly up on the other one um linden made a risky play deshaun watson has been kicking Mm -hmm. his butt all year long with either good showings on the bench or shit showings on the field like just a (laughs) just a bad but linden is going to win regardless he's going to win worst fantasy manager and the way we <laughs> the way we determine that worst fantasy manager is most points on the bench all year on the bench. So, yeah, and that's that's definitely Linden because he's had some horrible benches this game. It's or this this season he has. Well, it's been a running theme for him. It's just every week he's always just slamming in the Discord. Oh, I played the wrong fucking person, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what can we say though? Deshaun Watson outplayed his projection, projections on the field at thirty one points. Uh, balancing out some waiver wire pickups of Damian Harris and Kareem Hunt, his wide, her, his running back core only getting him a combined 20 points. Uh, but Tyler Lockett, Chase Claypool came in clutch for a total of 30. Um, Noah Fant getting a modest 7.5 for a tight end. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Fuller getting him 11. The Rams defense showing up clutch against a strong offense, 7 points. And the kicker getting him 10. Like, you, that's a solid, solid play. There's not. You can't be mad at that. Yeah, other than maybe playing Robert Woods in the flex spot, um, would have Which, improved I mean, them. I don't know what choice I would have made there either. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, because Will Fuller is clearly like the go-to person on that offense now, and mm-hmm. so I mean, it's it is what it is. You know, it was it was always going to be one or the other. You're not. It, it could have went either way. You know, it could have. Yeah. Um, but jumping over on the other side of the aisle. Uh, Russell Wilson, uh, not not performing up to his normal standard. You know, he's he, the last couple of weeks he's averaging that like uh, last week he got what like eight, and that's what caused me to win win that for him. He did really well. He did really poor last week. Yeah, he got nine points last week. Yeah. So I mean, that, like I said, that's literally the reason I won. I beat Bruce last week, seventy five to like fifty. So yeah. Um, 
<laughs> which was just a shit show of a week for you too. It was, but I'm, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> you said I don't, I don't deserve this win, but I'll take it. <laughs> yep, that's, like the, that's how I feel about most things in my life, honestly. Uh, but uh, his running back core: James Conner, Mike Davis, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, coming in total for 46 points. That's a solid showing. Um, all together. I mean, you, you obviously want more out of your starter, which is RB1 was James Conner, who only got him 11 points. Fight me. James Conner is the worst co- or worst running back in the league. I hate him. Um, it makes me happy every time I see him injured. <laughs> um, his wide receiver, Travis Fulgham, just, no, just stop. Like, <coughs> you had your time to shine. You're done. Just stop. Um, his kicker, the MVP of the season, <laughs> Young Hoku, really just thirteen to twenty points every game, but that's what you get when you play on the offense that can't do anything past the forty yard line. So uh, Atlanta is just garbage this year. And then he made a clutch play picking up Vikings against Dallas, but what the hell, Dallas coming out and just rocking a, such Dallas a high powered offense. <laughs> I know, right? Dallas was something this week. <laughs> Uh, that game that game really surprised me. It did. It was it was fun to watch too. It was a good one. It, it was, was a good a game. Good, and like I said, Elliot finally showed back up. It just goes to show once they get a little bit of motivation, their their def, their defense actually has all their linebackers healthy now. So Sean there Lee, uh, Vander Esch, and um, Demarcus Lawrence all back there really making a difference in that defense. So they were able to hold um, the strongest runner in the league, Dalvin Cook. To, about 115 yards which 100 yards is still fantastic but when dalvin cook's putting up 200 250 yards a game against normal defenses and you're going against one of the worst defenses in the league at this point holding them to 100 yards is phenomenal it's pretty damn good yeah yeah so only getting three points there all combined for a 107 point uh four eight bruce loses to linden a much needed win by linden uh 118 to 107 so those are your matchups for the week um and we had like i said there's some uh division in the um this is where we're kind of starting to see again there's still a lot of people right in that middle range um but we have uh rogers still sitting at first place i'm in second place then we have Brittany at seven and four then we have daniel let's see here let's look at the Daniel, the, Lyndon, Josiah, and Nathan all at five and six. Yep. And if you look at the so Daniel and Nathan, if you if you're judging it by points, Daniel is in the lead with one thir- uh, thirteen ten. Then Josiah. Yeah, Daniel's in fourth. Then Josiah. Then then Lyndon and then Nathan. But look at the spread between Nathan and Lyndon's spread is only three points. Three points between the that slot. It's so. it's tight there. It it definitely is, and this it's going to I'd, it's going to be really important moving out of next week. Who who wins and who loses, obviously. But if those two teams win, it's going to be tough because it's all going to depend on who's who scores more points next week. So now, if you look at it historically, Linden's going to have a tough time because any team that plays me for some reason has a dog shit week, and Linden plays me next week, so. Let's see. Here's what I need to happen. I need Lyndon and Nathan both to lose. I play, uh, like I said, I play Nathan next week. Yeah. If that happens, that's going to be good for me. And then I need to beat Brittany last week. 
because as of right now, that sits Bruce is above me in eighth place, and I'm in ninth. So I'm sitting right there on that cusp of just being eliminated. But if I can win out, if I can win the next two games, or if I can even win the next game and beat Nathan, I'll be right back in that running of like you know, that's that's just that mix of just like <laughs> all yeah, those people together. You guys all need me to beat Lyndon next week, or I should say, you need me to beat Lyndon next week, and you need to win. If both yeah. those things happen, and then we'll see what the matchups are coming up. Uh, but if both those things happen, we have we have a chance. So we'll see. We'll we'll see. Um, oh, and Josiah and Daniel are playing. So yeah. So a lot of the teams, like you just said, a lot of the teams that are playing are playing the teams that they need to beat to get in. Mm-hmm. And you know. I don't know who plays Josh this week, but you know, good luck to you. Lucky you. Uh, it's Brit. No, Bruce. Bruce. Okay. Well, look at that, Bruce. Right back in playoff contention. <laughs> uh, yep. Man. Yep. So those are your those are your official standings. Uh, Roger, Michael, Brittany, Daniel, Josiah, Lyndon, Nathan, Bruce, Ryan, and Josh. One through ten. Um, just a. Just a nice. I, I've never seen it so close in the middle of the year before, or at the end of the year before. So it's going to be really interesting to see who scrapes in. So, and I will say this, as just from my own personal perspective, I needed that win over Daniel because my team has not been strong enough to solidify a spot. If it came down to these, like if I was in that middle of the pack with you guys, I would have, I would lose because I, yeah. my team just is not putting up the points. I have. 1176 points every single person almost the top three of those people all have more points than me and even bruce has more points than that you are only 80 points i'm away. only like yeah i was gonna like, say i'm not that far <laughs> away from you yeah and point wise it's just you've got a lot more wins than i have yeah so i just i played at people at the right time that's all it was so uh so those are those are the current standings and uh, those are the uh, matchups last week so let's get into looking at the uh, like the waiver claims and the roster moves um, stuff like that there's a lot going on do you have that pulled up because if you could I have it pulled up yeah that'd be great if you want to take this section okay so let's see let's go back here um, did we cover your trade uh, yeah let's do trades first let's cover those Okay, did we cover your trade with uh, from Saturday? We didn't cover that. Saturday, you and Brittany traded. Nope. Um, she traded you, Darren Waller, and you traded Todd Gurley to her. Yeah, I was uh, honestly surprised that she took that trade, too, because uh, don't get me wrong, like tight ends everyone's struggling with, um, but Brittany is just in the spot to where Carson and McCaffrey, you know, if all, any of those teams are going to be making playoffs runs, they're going to be holding on to them and getting them as healthy as possible mm-hmm. but our playoff run is later in the year so, or earlier in the year so we're experiencing mid-season um shit from nfl but it's the end of our season so exactly it, it's kind of tough so she needed someone who was going to be able to put up a few numbers for her and she has another tight end she can play that's going to get her some points so yeah you're all over the trades this week um because then you also traded to Roger. You traded Tua and C.D. Lamb for Cole Beasley and Justin Herbert, which fuck you for getting Herbert because I tried to trade for Herbert last week for Roger, and he was being a bitch about it. So 
Uh, see, yeah, I mean, I don't really understand this trade either because whenever I originally asked for Herbert, he said he wanted Julio Jones. And I was like, N- I, no, like, this is not happening, you know? Um, yeah. So whenever we made a stink about it, and then I offered him, I went out to the waivers, I picked up Tua just to have a backup, and then I picked up uh, CD <laughs> Lamb after a strong <clears throat> showing in Dallas, and then mm-hmm. Roger took him. So it literally cost me nothing to get Herbert, and now I have a strong wide receiver to quarterback connection because Keenan Allen yep. has been clutch. So I was really happy about that. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of that trade. I'm going to be real. Not just because I wanted Herbert, but mostly because I know it. Like, you're gonna you're ahead of me regardless, but in point-wise, you said we're only spread by 80 points apart. Um, that's just going to be big for you because now you've got a you, – like you said, you've got that quarterback wide receiver connection there, and that's just going to help you exponentially getting those points. If you play Herbert and – um keenan allen you're gonna you're gonna be getting all those points there so not a fan of that trade but that one happened (laughs) um then again with you you traded to linden hunter henry for robert woods so that's another trade that you're you're just all over the fucking trades this week man i just acquired hunter henry two three weeks ago i play him two weeks in a row he gets his first touchdowns of the season two weeks in a row he's building a rapport with the quarterback and you know now getting herbert it might be dumb for me to get rid of him but at the same time i just acquired the second best tight end in the league after george kittle Mm -hmm. went out so i'm more confident in waller who has many more points per game than henry Henry. and someone linden needs a tight end to stay in contention so he has a strong wide receiver core so it just made sense um so yeah I yeah. feel like my team got a lot stronger over the, over this past I, week. I, I definitely agree with that. And then finally, the last trade we've got that happened yesterday, um, we had Nathan. Sorry, I was trying to figure out who Heimer Schmidt was for a second. I forgot that was Nathan. <laughs> we have Nathan trading with uh, Daniel. Nathan traded Daryl Henderson Jr. and Rob Gronkowski for DJ Shark and Chase Edmonds, which is a God dang it. That's a good trade for Nathan. And so now I'm going to oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan realizing what happened. <laughs> I just realized as I'm reading this that that's, that's not good for me. <laughs> it's okay. You'll, you'll be fine. I'll make another motivational video for you if I need to. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what I need? I need a defense because Miami, uh, I mean, they could do well, but like, still, it's I got negative one points. I traded you the Colts last week, so I need I need a better defense, and I've got no trade bait. That's the issue. Ah, uh, you can stream defenses. There's good stuff out there. Just play the matchups. Yeah. Look at look at the green and red, and you'll be fine. But, so that's all the trades for this week. So now we'll talk waiver pickups. Yeah, we'll just roll through these real quick. Yeah. So. Let's see. Nathan dropped Rex Burkhead. Burkhead. Um, Linden dropped DK Dobbins. And then he also dropped the Cardinals defense. Brittany added Austin Hooper and dropped Malcolm Brown. Um, Roger dropped Joshua Kelly and added uh, David Montgomery. Linden dropped Duke Johnson, which is a good choice there, and added Raheem Mostert. Mo- that's well, a that's a clutch play. A lot of people yeah. overlooked that, but Raheem Mostert because he's still an IR, it's suspected he's going to be reactivated this week. And Raheem Mostert was a solid fifteen to twenty point running back. There you go. 
Um, Daniel dropped Austin Eckler. Eckler. I'm not sure how you're <clears throat> supposed to say his last name. Um, I'm sorry. He added him and dropped Alexander Madison. Interesting. Maybe Eckler's going to get reactivated. That might be a big play for Daniel end of the year if he is. Yeah. You added Tim Patrick. Um, and let's see. Nathan then added the Browns defense, which got a lot of points last 20 points last week. So I don't know if they're going to do that same thing again this week. But again, screw you, Nathan. Um, <laughs> Daniel dropped Joe Burrow and added Derek Carr. Josiah dropped Cam Newton and picked up Robert Tanyan. I don't know why why he would pick him up. He's had kind of a, he had one really high peak and then has been kind of meh. Well, I think he just needs someone because remember Josiah had George Kittle, you know, That's one of the true. best tight ends in the league, and now he's having to stream tight ends because he's at the bottom of the barrel. So, and Tanyan has potential, you know. He does have potential, yeah. But now that Devontae Adams is back, he's not even looking at Tanyan. So. Um, and then lastly, Daniel dropped the Chargers defense. So, yep, that's a good call, especially since they're playing the Bills this week. So, yep. So that is your waiver pickups and your trades for this week. Yep. So um, one thing we'll we'll talk about right before we get into. I know I already mentioned it, but uh, as far as uh, the league trash talk, um, I know we don't touch on it a lot. Uh, Nathan decided on the 22nd, which was um, the Sunday after the game, that he would rub it in my face that Ezekiel Elliott and Michael Thomas were amazing, and I did not like that very much. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Um, I think the only other thing really worth mentioning was the video that was made. I took about four or five hours out of my day, messaged everyone in the league to band Mm -hmm. together to make a video um, encouraging Ryan. They all said, you can beat him. You can do it. It's, you know, you just beat his ass. Particularly Lyndon said, just beat Lyndon his ass, said, bitch. Lyndon said, beat his ass, yeah. <laughs> Josiah, you know, classic Josiah fashions that he didn't care. But we put it all in a video. We added a, the motivational speech from We Are Marshall and did some cool transitions and overlays and get fucked Roger, like all kinds of fun <laughs> stuff and jammed it into a video and it's on YouTube. Not because I wanted it to be on YouTube because that was the only way I could publish it and share it. So deal with it. It is out mad there. about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was about the league trash talk. Obviously there's all kinds of trash talk that goes on. A lot of it we probably can't say on the air, but you know, um, I've made a, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the process of making a response video to that. Um, so that'll be out. I need to film the end of that today, but that'll um, be out hopefully today on, uh, I'm going to post that on my TikTok. I know you all hate TikTok, but as long as you share the TikTok so I can see it, that's fine. I'll share it to the, I'll share it to the league discord. Yeah. Follow at Ryan Turner, whatever your thing is to see it, whenever it posts. It's not at Ryan Turner on TikTok. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, okay. Shush. Stop. No bad. It's at Ryan Turner underscore on TikTok. Oh, Thank you. My bad. <laughs> I forgot the underscore. Honestly, I forgot what my name was on TikTok. <laughs> okay, so you know what? Let's get into the matchups this week. Um, and then we'll get out of here because everyone's got Thanksgiving that they're they're going to. So let's let them get back to it. So um no, we're Wait. just gonna start right off the bat with the game that I want to be a repeat of the previous week. We have, or I should say the previous time they played, we have Roger versus Brittany. 
If you remember, Brittany was the only team to come out on top against Roger, and she beat the poo out of him. So we need that to happen again. Brittany also needs this to happen again. She does, but here's the issue, though. Granted, she's got two empty spots on her her team right now, but as of right now, she's projected to lose heavily um, when she she fills those spots. But at the same time, too, I don't know what she's going to fill them with because is McCaffrey still out? So McCaffrey is doubtful, so he likely will not play. Uh, she could how, put Todd Gurley in there, but Todd Gurley is going to be. Eh. Todd Gurley will probably be okay against uh, Vegas, but the big thing for her is that Chris Carson is projected to return. Okay, there you go. So that's a big win for her. Now, what hurts her is Adam Thielen being out. Mm-hmm. Um, that sucks. So what the nice part about this is she has. Um, John Brown, who's questionable, so as long as he plays, he's a good play there. Or sliding Jamison Crowder up and playing Wayne Gallman, since he's going to be playing again this week. He's been awesome so far. They have a good matchup in Cincinnati. Um, Playing Wayne Gallman there. Chris Carson, Wayne Gallman, Todd Gurley. That's your two running backs and your flex. And then, assuming Terry McLaurin plays, playing Terry McLaurin, John Brown, or T. Higgins, any one of those, hopefully they can come in clutch for you. Don't like the T. Higgins play with a backup quarterback in there, so I would avoid that if possible, but he is the only healthy wide receiver she has. Her other four are questionable or out, so she may end up having to play him. Other than Jamison Crowder, he could come up, um, but anyone on the Jets is questionable. So, um, But, you know, Pat Mahomes is looking to have – I bet it's a shootout in – that game in I think, Tampa Bay I bet Pat Mahomes is gonna have a great game against Tampa Bay it's a strong defense but it's Pat Mahomes he's gonna he's gonna do well um we need to see Kyler Murray not play because he is questionable um as of right now um it says that he's recovering from the joint in- injury um they're not expected to sideline him but it, there is a potential so worst case scenario, what could happen is he comes out and if it's a shoulder thing for a QB, that's huge. You know, he might not play as many reps. They might um, sit him. They might run the ball a lot. You know, they might. So look for that to cause an issue. And if you're out there and you're looking to play a running back, you know, it might be a good idea to play the Arizona running backs this week because Kyler Murray might not be in the mood to throw it a million times like he normally does. So. If that's the case, that does not bode well for DeAndre Hopkins if he's not throwing the ball as much. So look for Rodgers, uh, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins connection to suffer this week, assuming DeAndre Hopkins, or I'm sorry, Kyler Murray doesn't play as well as he normally does with that injury. Mm-hmm. But again, it could be a wash. It could just be you know a tell. Teams do do that. They tell people that they're injured because it's a legitimate injury but they don't they're not honest up to the point because they don't have to be about when the recovery is because that makes it hard for the other team to plan so we might just not have all the information there so um however cooper cup versus san francisco always good games um between division rivals and san francisco is a tough defense uh travis kelsey versus another tough defense at tampa bay kansas city another tough defense so tyreek hill and travis kelsey might struggle this week um, I don't like Rodgers' defense against Pittsburgh. The Ravens versus uh, Pittsburgh, those are division games, so they're going to be tough anyway. Rodgers' matchups this week are just crap. So 
Um, the only one I like is Alvin Kamara at Denver. I think they're going to win, but I don't think it's going to be at the hands of Kamara because their defensive line is pretty good. Mm-hmm. So if Brittany has healthy players, I think she can pull it off. I think she can if her players come back healthy and they come back strong. It's just, you know, that, that big if, if mm-hmm. they can come back and do that. Yep. So and she does. She does need this win because at this point she she is now struggling to get in. Because if she loses out and some of the other players win up, she's mm-hmm. out. She is out. She is. So, so let's uh, let's hope that Brittany pulls this out. But my projection for this, I want to be hopeful. I want uh, you guys all need Brittany to lose this. Keep that in mind. Every other team needs Brittany to lose if they want to have a hope because Brittany is now in the process of securing a th- that third slot. If she wins this, she secures. So you guys all need her to lose. But I am going to take her to win because I do not like Rogers' matchups this week, and I hope Kyler Murray struggles at the at throwing because I, I want him to be in pain. So <laughs> not not uh, not Kyler Murray. I want Roger to be in pain, like emotional. Oh, okay. Pain. So <laughs> oh, fuck. Um. You know, you're right. I It's just, Brittany's got too many questionables up in the air. Roger has tough matchups, yes. I would love to see Brittany win just because it's Roger, but you're right. I need Roger to win this one just for my sake. Oh, man. I'm going to, I'm going to pick Roger on this one. Okay. Just because I'm hopeful. As much as I don't want to see Roger keep winning, I mean, there's no, <laughs> there's really no chance at this point. He's number one in the league. I, I'm not gonna. I'm. I lost to him last week. Although I had a chance to beat him, I'm not gonna. I'm probably not going to be playing him in the finals for like the championship or anything. So, I'm willing. It to, is. I again, I'm willing to take the I didn't pick right, quote unquote, just to see Brittany win. So yeah, it may be right. That would feel good. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Roger on this one. Okay. So one for Roger, one for Brittany. Let us keep moving down the line. Let's go into uh, the bye week for Bruce. Maybe. Maybe. We'll Potentially. see. <laughs> it's, so the projections are close right now. They are. They're very close. So we have Bruce versus Josh. If ever there was a time for Josh to step up and make someone's life a living hell, it would be this I week. I need this to happen, Bru- uh, Josh. I need you to beat Bruce. If Josh can beat Bruce... Bruce will be eliminated from playoff contention here. So, however, you have Russell Wilson on Bruce's team. Russell Wilson playing Philadelphia. Just a, it's a great defense, or I should say a good defense. Um, so there's that. James Conner against Baltimore. Don't like that matchup. Mike Davis versus Minnesota. He should be good, assuming McCaffrey doesn't play and he's not expected to. Uh, Chris Godwin, um, I think he'll have a good game. And we'll probably see Allen Robinson come back this week um, into the wide receiver slot. Um, He's not going to play Fulgham after that showing. Um, He will probably end up playing Ebron, although Ebron hasn't been strong um, after the um, (laughs) zero-point letdown that uh, Hawkinson had last week with Detroit. Uh, Hilaire came back clutch for him last week. There's no reason he wouldn't play him this week. Um, and then the Giants defense, I'm not sure what he's doing with that. The uh, Giants defense, I don't know why that's ever been a good play. 
Um, <laughs> so he's just going to need to stream <coughs> stream that defense to get something else in there. But Josh over here, I think Lamar Jackson could have a big game against Pittsburgh. But um, I think the play for Josh here is to play Carlos Hyde because even if uh, Carson's back, I think Carlos Hyde would be the better play because um, he's not going to get all the reps. Um, I would probably um, put Calvin Ridley back in with Juju Smith-Schuster being questionable mm-hmm. or at least put him back in in the flex. I just don't like his starting lineup up here. I would play Calvin Ridley and maybe even T.Y. Hilton over Amari Cooper and uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't like Jared Cook. I'd put Dalton Schultz in. I think Schultz scored a touchdown this past week too. So who knows? It, it, Dallas is on Thanksgiving this this week. They play on Thanksgiving Day like they always do, and they play Washington, who's a decent defense. Um, I don't know. I I just think I would really like to see Josh. You know what? I'm gonna I'm taking the underdogs this week. I don't care if I'm right or wrong. I'm taking Josh to win this one. Oh no, I'm definitely picking Josh over this one too. Let me um, let me say this before before you on. I'm going to take Josh if he, if he cares about his lineup because I'm worried that Josh may have just forgotten about the league because he's, <laughs> he's eliminated from everything at this point. Uh-huh. He's not tanking. He's, just, he's barely paying attention to his team potentially. So if Josh, I'm taking Josh with the understanding that he starts the right players. Um, well, someone needs to text this boy to start his team correctly because I need I need – josh to beat bruce you do because bruce is ahead of me We're, we have the same uh the same record right now but he does have more points than i have but i i need bruce to beat josh uh, i'm sorry i need josh to beat bruce um just so bruce can be knocked out because if josh beats bruce and then i win my matchup that helps me exponentially it does it does so you're so taking I'm, josh then I'm taking Josh. Yeah. Hey, Josh and Josh. Josh, finish the league with at least three wins. You got Eat this. Eat your Pop Tarts, set your lineup, and beat <laughs> Get Bruce. your Burger King and beat Bruce. Yep. <laughs> the, and then Bruce, just, you know, just to, for the sake of the podcast, just keep listening to Matthew Barry. Just keep on keeping on. Just, just leave that wide receiver <laughs> slot empty, Bruce. <laughs> um, perhaps, you know, take out Young Way Koo. So <laughs> yeah, your your strongest player, take him out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's move on down the list here. We're both taking Josh for that one. Let's go to the next game, which is oh, this is probably one of the most important games of the week here. This is a big game this week. Unsolicited chub picks, Josiah versus Hover Round Genocide, Daniel. We have cl- look at the projections. I see that. It's .3 off. 116.6 to 116.9. So this game is going to boil down to, calling it now, how well Tom Brady can hold up against Kansas City. Mm -hmm. If he can have that 30-point game, I think Daniel might be able to take this because I think Josh Allen, while he is fantastic, he has the potential to score 30-some points. I think the Chargers offense could clutch and hold Josh Allen in the Bills. I really do. If they can get shut out by the Jets, if they can get sh- shut out by some of the other teams that have really put a put a stomping on them, I think that the Chargers can hold them too. So I think this is going to be a quarterback showdown. I don't think Steelers are going to be able to – the defense is going to be a good play against Baltimore. I hope it is because as much as I don't like the Steelers, I hate Baltimore even more. 
Uh, I think Nick Chubb will be big for Josiah this week. Um, I think that uh, Miles Sanders will have a good week against Seattle. I just don't think that team has a good defense at all. And then obviously Derrick Henry is probably going to struggle against an Indiana defense. Um, So I think all that bodes well for Daniel, uh, especially the defense and Derrick Henry. And then I also, however, with Dalvin Cook playing Carolina, Aaron Jones playing Chicago. I don't like that matchup. Aaron Jones in Chicago. That's not a good one. Um, DK Metcalf probably going to have a good game. I don't know what the deal with Hayden Hurst in his lineup is still. Yeah, I, I he needs to put um, John o. Smith up in there. He does. Uh, and Daniel's defense, Saints versus Denver, that's big. Um, and then his kicker. I mean, I just think Daniel has the better matchup here. I really do. Um, and I, like I said, I'd probably play John o. Smith any day over um, Hayden Hurst. Yeah, for sure. And like uh, I said. I will say. Josiah, though, does have Mike Gusecki as a tight end against the Jets. So, I mean, see, that could be big. It could, but that's a division game. Division games are always harder. Yeah. I mean, look at look at the Bills. Bills are one of the highest-powered offenses in the league, and the Jets held the Bills to zero touchdowns. The Bills still won, but because they kicked five field goals. Yeah, you're so, right. <laughs> so it could be the same way that way. I just Division games are always tough, and Josiah's got a couple this week. So... We'll it see. doesn't matter to me who wins here because either way, these two are the same record. It's going to keep me in the same position regardless of who wins. You need whoever has the higher points total to win or to, to lose because you need to be able to – and they both have high points. So I need Daniel to lose then. Okay. yeah. I so, need Josiah to win. So I need Tom Brady to be <laughs> ass this week. Yeah, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Daniel to win. So – I think he can pull this out. I'm going to pick Josiah. All right. There you have it. I take Daniel. Ryan takes Josiah. All right. Let's jump on down. I'm just following the line here. The next game is one you desperately need to win and currently projected to win. Ryan, the mayor of TD City versus Nathan J. Jacobs, Jingleheimer, Schmidt. All right, boys. So. Nathan's looking pretty strong this week. Just throwing it out there. Um, I don't like Devin Singletary versus the Chargers. They got a Bosa on the other end of that line, and that does not bode well for any running back. Um, We have uh, Michael Thomas versus Denver. That's a really bad matchup, uh, or uh, that's a great matchup for Nathan. So I could see that going really well because the Taysom Hill-Michael Thomas connection last week was pretty strong. Mm -hmm. Um the Browns defense versus Jacksonville, I think they'll be great. Browns defense came in clutch last week with 17 points. So, um, And the wide receiver core, I don't like. I do not like Brandon Cooks. I do not like DJ Moore, although they're both great. I just don't really care for either of those. They're not any players that I really know all that well either. So, But we never know. He might start Mike, Mike Evans in there. He might play Gronkowski. Instead of Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews has been great, but it's also a division game, and Mark Andrews is questionable. So, And on, on the other side, like I said, I like the Arizona running backs this week, so I think the the uh, Kenyon Drake pickup could be nice as long as Chase Edmond, Edmonds doesn't steal all the plays. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about Kenyon Balazs versus Buffalo. Um, I don't really have much other option for you, a running back, too. You don't. You don't, and that's okay, but... Um, I like Miami's defense versus the Jets. Um, I like Dallas Goddard versus Seattle secondary. 
Um, and honestly, I like Marvin Jones Jr. I don't, I don't know what's going on or what happened last week. I did not watch the Detroit game, but I b- would expect to see them try to rally from that. Mm-hmm. So I think also Debo Samuel's questionable now. He's finally back into being questionable instead of just being out. So there's yeah. that as well. Might be worth playing him if they if they go. It's a division game against uh, the Rams, so he might have a good he might have a good showing. So mm-hmm. and obviously Devonte Adams. Um, so you need to win here. This is a this is a win or lose situation. Absolutely, I have so, to win this game or else I'm out. So um, you need Aaron Rodgers to suck a fat one this week, and I think that's gonna be the deciding factor and you need to watch uh your quarterback closely because you don't have anyone else and he's questionable so yep um might be worth grabbing someone off waivers just in case but i probably will as of right now you're projected to win um i am going to take nathan to win this one unfortunately it's not that i don't have faith in your team i just think that he's going to have a fantastic week so i think ezekiel elliott came out with a point to prove last week and he's going in newly motivated on Thanksgiving. They always play harder on these holiday games against a team that they know well. Um, I could be wrong, and I hope I'm wrong because I want you to win. But I'm going to take Nathan. Nah, Elliot's going to—he's going to suck ass again. Um, <laughs> you know, Michael Thomas—he's also going to only get a few points because he's—he's he's not done well either this year. Um, Aaron Rodgers is going to break his uh, ankle in the second quarter and go out. So uh, I'm going to – I'm taking me all day, baby. <laughs> I hope all of that is true, <laughs> especially Aaron Rodgers breaking his ankle. I don't like Aaron Rodgers at all. So. <laughs> Matt Perry's going to get negative three points this game. <laughs> well, he got negative one last week, so it might happen. All right, so you're taking yourself. I'm taking Nathan. And we will move on. The last game of the week. One that doesn't necessarily matter from my standpoint. I've already made it into the playoffs. Um, however, if I can do my part and you know make it easier for everyone else, everyone else needs Linden to lose this game. It mm-hmm. is the chosen one, me, versus pop it and lock it, Linden. Currently, I am projected to win. Uh, 120. Point seven to one eleven point seven, but as we all know, Matt Ryan is a choke artist, so that projection is more like one hundred to one eleven point seven. So, um, so looking at this, I really do like my matchups this week. Um, I have a couple. I I have a couple players that I'm worried about. So, um, Josh Jacobs versus Atlanta kind of scares me. Um, and then Antonio Gibson versus Dallas. My running back core actually just scares me in general because Atlanta has a really good line. They, they suck at passing defense, but they have a really good line. And so does Washington, or so does Dallas, especially now that, like I said, they have Demarcus Lawrence and Sean Lee and uh, Vander Esch in there. It's going to be tough for Antonio Gibson to be um, productive, I think. I'm definitely yeah. going to start Herbert next week. In I was going to say, you're, you're starting Herbert over Ryan. so Yeah, and that'll hopefully – I mean, the Bills are one of the stronger teams that the Chargers have played. Um, so it's going to probably be tougher for Keenan Allen to get those 20 points that I need from him. But I still think he'll, he'll be fine because that's his main target is Keenan Allen. So um, I love the Darren Waller versus Atlanta play. I think that'll be great. Um, and then the Bern- Gina Vardy and Bernard – 
um, I think is going to be fine. But, um, yeah, I think against the Giants he'll be fine. I like the Colts versus Tennessee. They played them last time and they got 12 points. So, But I also have Washington versus Dallas, so I'm still up in the air who I'm going to play there. But both the projections are around the same. Um, and then Linden, actually, um, we it looks like he's going to be starting to Sean Watson again, which I like that versus Detroit. I think that's a good play. Scares me because he might put up another 35, 40 points. <laughs> um, Kareem Hunt versus Jacksonville's clutch, except now with um, with Nick Chubb back, it's not as clutch of a play as it used to be. So um, scraping the barrel a little bit with Damian Harris, although he's had some good games. So the wide receiver core has the potential to beat the ever-living shit out of me. Tyler Lockett and Stephon Diggs. He, the, between the two of those, there could potentially be 60 points. Like, yeah. they're both just so good. Uh, Noah Fant doesn't scare me versus New Orleans. That's going to be a really tough matchup. And Will Fuller is scary most of the time, especially against Detroit. Um, could kick it lucky. I think the Rams defense might struggle a little bit against San Francisco. It's not a high-power offense, but it is a division game. Um, yeah, and he will probably not have Noah Fant, and I would imagine he would probably play um, uh, Hunter Henry there so especially assume so yeah playing hunter henry might be the smart move for him because any passes that my quarterback will throw to hunter henry will benefit him so it might actually help counterbalance some of what i'm what i'm gonna have going on so um that being said i know linden really needs to win this game like i said if i win it's going to knock linden out of playoff contention so um I like Linden's matchups better than mine, personally. I'm, you know what? I'm gonna take myself to win, and you all need me to win too. So, oh yeah, I, I need you to win this game as well. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of things hinging on other people losing this this matchup or this week, and me winning. So I need you to win. It's gonna be close though, because I do like Linden's matchups. And I do like some of his players. Yeah. I think he has a chance. However, if, you know, records or anything show has to stand for what it is, Lennon's going to do something to mess up. <laughs> his, <laughs> I, think his, I think his running back core is the weak part this week, but I think what he has going for him is that my running back core matchups are crap too. So yeah. I think that you're going to see a weak showing from – the wider or from the running backs on both sides this week and i think where he's going to come in clutch is the plays and the wide receiver core i think mine are solid however i think his are just going to be better and i think that's going to be the deciding factor this week yeah i'm i'm still going to take you though over london okay all right well there you have it uh we both choose me over london but again you all need me to win so it doesn't since i've already clutched so we will see how it goes. Maybe I should have picked Lyndon. That way you would win. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, if you're if you're anything like Daniel, picking me to win is definitely the, the surefire way to make me lose. Or other <laughs> way around, picking me to lose is a surefire way to make me win. So, Okay, well, there you have it. We are going to sign off and wish everyone a very happy Thanksgiving. And uh, moving into the holidays, everyone stay safe, stay well, yep. and... Everyone root for me to keep winning and um, no. suck at Daniel. Can we at least agree on that? 
All right, suck it, Daniel. He wasn't here to record because, you know, he's lazy, but really it's because he was traveling, but I'm going to blame it on him being lazy. So suck it, Daniel. Lazy piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so until next time, everyone, have a have a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you next week when we review who the real winners and losers of the league are. Next week you're really going to see that there's, there's going to be, be a some, lot going on. Yeah. There's going to be some people eliminated next week. So we'll be back next week to fill you in on who's in and who's out. So until Bye. next time, have a good one. Eat lots of turkey. Don't die.